Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Hey, Britt. Hey, Sam. How are you today? I am doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing really well, thanks. Good. Just coming off some interesting calls this morning already, and I'm noticing something, and I know we've talked a little off air about this, but really a trend in couples looking at franchises together. I mean, so exciting. But we're seeing that people are really focused on investing in franchises as a couple for their families, which has been a lot of fun for us. It is. And I think, you know, for us, obviously, my husband and I own businesses together. And so I understand the value of that. And I think it's so interesting because typically people that have a successful marriage, it's successful for a reason because they balance each other out. They really fill the void for each other. So I think you see that in business, they do the same thing there. They bring different things to the table. So typically an ideal life partner or or a mostly ideal life partner is is also a mostly ideal business partner. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, my husband and I definitely have complementary skill sets. You and I chuckle that, you know, we're a, a married couple in business and we certainly have complementary skill sets. And I think we're seeing people that, you know, were home during the pandemic and they realized that they liked being home. And so they're figuring out long-term, how can the one partner get off the road some? How can they be home more? And so starting to look at investing in a business, investing in a franchise from a portfolio diversification method can be a great way. It absolutely is. And I think it also allows them to rely on themselves and some of the skill sets that they saw themselves using during the pandemic that perhaps they weren't using before. And, you know, it was funny, I had a call today and I just have to, I was thinking about it. I had a wife join. I had talked to her husband two times before this. And I said, you know, have you ever thought about franchising? Do you have any questions about this at all? And she said, the only franchises that I know about are football and the Real Housewives. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and I said, we don't flip tables in this business. <laughs> But I can help you and coach you through this, similar to football. And it really made me laugh because it was just something they had never considered. They own a lot of real estate together. They both, she's a teacher, he's in corporate America. And I just love seeing that. And I do think this is the perfect time to introduce our guests today who are a power couple. We have TJ and Julie Kassane of Mosquito Shield of North Atlanta. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, thanks yeah. for having us. Thank you so much. We're so excited to have you guys here. Um, you're good friends of ours. You know, we've had vacations together, dinners together. We've known you for a long time. TJ, you and I go way back. I think I've known you since I was 14, 15. Uh, so tell a little bit about that story as my old friend. How do we know each other for so long? Tell us about your background in franchising. Yes. Well, always crazy to think back just that we've both not only known each other so long, but both been around franchising uh, since we pretty much can remember. So <laughs> yeah. 
we both, uh, uh, I came up through franchising my entire life. Uh, my father was in franchising uh, on the corporate side. So he was CEO and uh, COO and director all through uh, my life in the franchising uh, brands. Uh, and the one that me and Brittany met on uh, Jam Pro International, my father was the CEO. That was a brand, Brittany, that you're Mother helped uh, found, and uh, when we were both with Jam Pro, or our parents were both with Jam Pro, meeting at national conferences and uh, running around and talking to franchisees and learning about business, and I always just remember being younger at those conferences, hearing from hundreds of hundreds of of corporate refugees saying the only thing I regret is not being in franchising sooner. And so I always knew, like you, that gosh, I think since I met you, we talked about. I only view myself being in franchising, only owning a business. Uh, and that was kind of what I always uh, grew up around. Uh, after graduating from the University of Alabama, jumped into franchising, worked with a local brand, uh, local Jam Pro franchisee here in Atlanta, just fell in love with the coaching side of it, helping people get into business, uh, worked my way up through Jam Pro as director of training, eventually ran a company-owned store for them under their residential brand here in Atlanta. And then uh, I kept following you around uh, <laughs> from there. Uh, so as you jumped to Franchise Fastlane, uh, which is where all three of us met, uh, that is where I uh, jumped over. You said, hey, uh, TJ, I will always remember that phone call. You reached out. Uh, hey, there's this company I just started working for. They got something special going on. I think you'd be a great fit. You need to come meet these guys. And uh, you were absolutely right. Uh, four years later, I'm now a vice president at Franchise Fastlane. I oversee five of our service-based brands. Uh, including Mosquito Shield, which we're here to talk about today. Uh, and I want to introduce then my wife, Julie, who is our manager of our location here in Atlanta for Mosquito Shield. And uh, yeah, I'm sure, Julie, do you want to tell a little bit more about yeah. how you got uh, here and, and, and how I roped you into all this? Sure, sure. So I was in architecture for about eight years. So a far cry from, you know, business ownership. And we had our son at the end of 2019. And then COVID hit in 2020. So I was already feeling a little disconnected from the field of architecture, you know, open to a change. And I would say those two big events really emphasized the need for a change for our family. So, you know, as you can tell, TJ, you know, has a true passion for franchising. And with TJ's background and our you know, his family history, franchising is just naturally a big part of, you know, our life. It's part of our daily conversation. And we had discussed buying a franchise uh, one day. And, you know, while I def definitely didn't see it being this soon or seeing myself necessarily leading the charge, Mosquito Shield sort of fell into our laps at the right time and met a lot of the requirements that, you know, we were specifically looking for in a business. It's a big deal, you know, as somebody um, that didn't come from franchising to make the decision to move into franchising. I mean, it's one thing, you know, I, I have a spouse who's not in franchising and I'm always coming to him with, I've got this great idea or we should look at this business. And I think we just can't help ourselves. We kind of chuckle that, you know, the four of us go out to dinner, the two of you and and Robbie, my husband mm -hmm. and I, and it's like, all right, guys, you got to cut off the franchise talk. Because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we just get carried away um, because we're so excited. But, you know, for you, you were with one company, really your whole career in architecture. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a big change to go from building that career in such an impressive field to yeah. moving into franchising. Like, how was that for you? How was that? you know, going through that process? 
Yeah. So, I mean, it was terrifying and exciting all at once. I mean, there are a lot of aspects of business ownership that I was really looking forward to. I mean, this is the dream we talked about. This is, you know, this was a really big, exciting step for us as a family. But of course, I was nervous to step outside my comfort zone and essentially, you know, start over in terms of a career path. But, you know, what surprised me is how hands on I needed to get and wanted to get um, in the business. You know, I'm I'm a 32 year old female that came from the design world. So, you know, I, I didn't wake up one day wanting to be in the mosquito business. And I wouldn't say I was you know passionate about mosquitoes going into the business, but I really became passionate about our business and serving our customers after year one. You know, I knew nothing about backpack blowers and control products, but I surprised myself in how much I threw myself into every aspect of the business because it was ours. You know, there was a genuine excitement to learn because we were building it for our family. And actually, that's really, an, you know, that'd be advice to give to new business owners is roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty in year one. You know, I came out of year one feeling so much more well equipped as a business owner of a mosquito control service when I said, you know what? I'm not, you know, a small engine repair guy, but I'm going to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to take a shot at figuring out why this backpack blower is not working. Or, you know, my technician called out today, but I told a customer that we'd service them. So I'm going to strap on that backpack and I'm going to go out there and service them myself. So there's just an, there's an excitement heading into year two, just knowing how much I've grown over the last year and like finally kind of feeling like, hey, I've got this. <laughs> yep. And as you guys know, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can run a business absentee and, and manager run. And when we first looked at it, we really thought about doing an absentee and just putting a manager in place. And sometimes that's the right fit for people. But just with our lives and our skill set, we just didn't feel like we were ready to handle the business operation that much at an arm's length. So I give Julie a lot of credit for being willing to take that step and 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 leave that comfort zone and, and go in and really jump into our business kind of full full steam ahead. Yeah. Well, and, and for anybody that doesn't know, those backpack blowers are 60 pounds. So you can must really, yeah, Julie is a very tiny woman. And so you must really be squatting at the gym <laughs> to be getting ready. I work out now. carrying <laughs> yeah. a yeah. 60 pound backpack blower when I need to. But just one thing, one more thing I'll add there is, you know, year one is overwhelming at times because when something goes wrong, it's the first time that something has ever gone wrong. So it really like puts you into a bit of a panic. But I really think that's where the benefit of a franchise system really comes into play is because I always had someone to reach out to that could help me directly or could at least steer me in the right direction. So that was, I mean, that was priceless to have that kind of support um, in year one of a new business. So speaking of year one, mm -hmm. for you guys, what were some of those unexpected challenges and then the unexpected wins? You know, was there anything that just really stands out in hindsight as you really head into season two as your biggest wins? And then some of the things you're like, man, did I wish I would have known that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think for us, like it's so interesting because coming with my background, you know, I did franchise operations. So I traveled around the country, taught, you know, coaching people through their first year of business and it's so funny when it's your business and it's you doing it, how you, you still fall into all those traps that I tried to tell people not to fall into. Like, don't get lost in the weeds day to day and look at the bigger picture. And, you know, when the business is going slow because, you know, you're just getting started, it's still that feeling when it's yours of like, man, how are we only at this point? And why is this not rolling faster? And are we doing something wrong? But it's 
like I always tell people, we just hung in, we, we kept following the model, we kept doing the little things right. And it started to pick up and you started to see that. And I just think that's probably even again, for someone myself that comes with all that experience and tells people, Oh, don't panic in year one to still have those moments where we panicked, but to be able to come out of it and go, Oh, we are still right where we want to be. I think that was a super big learning for us. And then, um, yeah, I mean, as Julie said, I think the other thing is as much work as you think it's going to be, it's, it's always a little bit more as hard as you think it's going to be. It's always a little bit more as much as you think you're going to have to sacrifice. You always have to sacrifice a little bit more because it is a small business. And obviously we all on this call really believe in franchising and its history. I've, I've been around it my whole life. I think it's the best business model there is out there. It provides so many advantages, but it doesn't replace the rolling up your sleeves and going to work as hard as you can every single day and making sure your business is successful. The franchise gives you the tools, but you have to carry it out. And I mean, again, being around it, I always see it, but having to be the ones going and actually doing it, it's still always that wake up call of like, hey, it, it doesn't move forward if we don't do these actions. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll just add, I mean, if you're asking about like a biggest win for me, I would say I, I feel like I gained so much confidence in a number of different areas in the business, you know, just in first in myself, uh, in the role as a new business owner. I also, you know, we gained confidence just in the service that we're selling. You know, when you first talk to Mosquito Shield or, you know, any business, like you hear veteran franchisees that are doing so well and you see the reviews that say they're doing so well and you talk to the franchise system and you see, you know, their processes that they've laid out and you, you're still kind of going a little, you're blindly selling a little bit in the, in the first, you know, in the first year. Cause you're like, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that, you know, everything goes as they say it's supposed to. Um, and the results show that, but, you know, we've ended year one now and we've had so many customers that say, you know, you changed the way we're able to use our backyard and we, we had great results with you guys and we're definitely signing up next year. You know, we saw the actual results. So now I feel like I've gained that confidence in what we're actually selling. And then lastly, I feel like I've gained confidence in just knowing how to pivot when things don't go as planned because nothing ever goes as planned. I can't tell, I every day there was something that went you know, a little bit wrong. And so you'd be naive to think everyone's everything's going to be perfect in that first year. But now I feel like now that we've got that first year under our belt, I feel like I've got a better sense of, you know, how to pivot when uh, when it when the time comes. So. So, yeah, so that would be kind of like my biggest win, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, overall for us, I guess if there's a message, there's never I mean, there's a lot of little wins like, oh, we hit this many customers and mm -hmm. this or that. But I think like our message would just be like, owning your own business is a series of like small little wins working towards the big giant one. And you just, you got to focus a little bit more on some of the wins than not let the losses kind of beat mm -hmm. you down. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've got the right kind of positive attitude for business ownership, Julie. I mean, because we tell people it's not all rainbows and butterflies. There are hard days. I mean, we walk the walk and talk the talk as business owners, Sam and I will say, today was an awesome day. And the next day something happens and you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, how am I going to make it through? And so you've got kind of that optimistic, positive attitude and you have had some incredible wins. So I'm really proud of, of all that you've done so far. Yeah. You know, as we're talking about 
some of the things about Mosquito Shield. TJ, I have to ask you, you know, being on the executive team at, at Fastlane, Fastlane looks at 100 plus brands a year. And so you see a lot of different options. Why did you feel like this was the right one to bring to Julie? Well, first to answer that, I will talk all about the the fast lane side and why it's great. But I would love Julie to kick off by just sharing like what was on her wish list, and then I think it kind of plays into Mosquito Shield a little bit yeah. more. So, yeah, what what was it? Because I yeah. just I always tell the story this way. Like, what yeah. was it that you came to me <laughs> when we started talking about a business, and I said I really think we should look to do one. Yeah, you know what was on your list? Yeah, I'll step in. So I know that TJ or I knew at that time TJ's background was in with home service brands. So I knew that when we talked about wanting to be franchisees, he was talking about a home service brand. And so once we kind of said, okay, well, if we're going to buy a franchise now, hey, Julie, you're going to be the one running it day to day. While I still have this full-time job with Franchise Fastlane, I said, okay, well, here's some requirements that I'm going to have. And then you can bring me franchises that kind of meet those requirements Mm -hmm. plus yours. So I knew that I really enjoyed the operations side because it leans into my detail-oriented nature. But I really wanted to like ease into the management role. You know, I on day one, I didn't want to have a team of 10 people to manage. I wanted, you know, maybe a team of one or two employees and then the ability to grow from there. You know, I also told TJ, sales aren't my strong suit. So I really didn't want uh, like the weight of all sales for the business on my shoulders. You know, so business to business sales we're kind of out of the, uh, you know, we're just not of interest to us. Um, Our in-home estimates where, you know, you had to get out to the customer's house right then to get the job. And then uh, lastly, just flexibility with my son was really big. That's what I was lacking or part of what I was lacking with architecture is the flexibility to to be with my son when I when I needed to be with him. So I didn't want to jump into a franchise that didn't, where I didn't see a path to more flexibility. So that's, just to talk a little bit about Mosquito Shield, that was actually a massive plus for Mosquito Shield is it's a seasonal business. So I have a few months of time with my son. But I'll throw it back to TJ to talk a little bit more about overall kind of what he was looking for. In a so, yeah. So I like starting that story with the way Julie was looking at it, because I think that that's just important to understand, because like Fastlane has, you know, 16 great brands. And if we were looking for the brand with the best economics or the quickest return, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can look at a business. But I think what was important to us was to find those things, a business that really checked those personal boxes for us, which was that Julie said, I'm not doing sales. So we had to have someone that wasn't dependent on her going into homes. And, and that wasn't her strong suit, something that let her take advantage of her operational side. And then, you know, really the main reason we were getting into a franchise is we want the freedom of business ownership. So having a business that's going to ask you to go out on call and be available every weekend, you know, that wasn't for us either having a young child. So I think when we saw Mosquito Shield, it first checked all those boxes for us, including the huge one with the flexibility of having a big off season so that Julie could spend time with the growing family was just so important. So once we got to checking those boxes, then it really became about everything else Mosquito Shield offered, which to me, looking at it on a franchise side, it has huge differentiators. So we have a different product than anybody else has. We come on a different service frequency of every 10 to 17 days. Uh, everyone else is 21 days or more, which just doesn't work. When you're in a, a city like Atlanta, if it rains three or four days in a row, you're going to have mosquitoes coming back quickly. And the fact that we customize that schedule 
really provides a different result to our customers. So I loved that I felt like the company just had separation points from the competition. It's in a really high need space here in Georgia. If you ever try to be outside and enjoy your backyard, you can't unless you're getting rid of those mosquitoes. And then when you look at the financials of a mosquito business, when we get into year three, four, five and beyond, it's just a phenomenal economic model because you're growing and scaling through vans where you can put zero money down. You can finance those revenue producing assets. We're buying all the same products to go across the vans. You have employees that are all doing the similar same thing. The software's routing one way. So the whole business kind of moves in one direction, which makes it simple and makes it really scalable and adds a lot of efficiencies where we can really drive high margins on the back end. So that's where Mosquito Shield really checked all the boxes. But kind of like you said earlier, Brittany, uh, you know, being in franchising, it's like being a kid in a franchise candy store. You see brands and you see this great item 19 and these numbers and you think, oh my God, I want to buy that business. But, you know, as good as some of these other ones work, they they never would have been the right fit for us without check, checking those those first nice two halves and, and how it would fit into our lives. And then we wanted all the rest of it to kind of make sense behind that. I really like that because a lot of times we'll get people who are like, I just want a coffee shop. And it's like, yeah, but you don't want a million employees. You don't want to work nights and weekends. You don't want to manage inventory. So I really like how you told that story in you wanted certain things in lifestyle and to lend it to your skill set. And so I think it's really smart, Julie, kind of how you attacked it with TJ and to kind of rein them in off of the candy store. That's great. (laughs) That's the biggest thing I tell people. Uh, Her cousin uh, went through franchise discovery and is a franchise owner for All Dry, a restoration company out in Denver that, that Fastlane has. Uh, and that's the biggest thing I told him when he said, what's your advice? What franchise should I choose? And I think he was looking for an in or a big tip or something. And I said, make sure that you understand what they're going to ask you to do every day as the owner and make sure that if that's what you want to do and that's what you want to wake up every day and do. Because if not, why would you buy a business to then wake up and go, oh, I can't believe I have to go do this every day? Like, it just sounds horrible. So wake up and make sure it's stuff that you are really going to enjoy doing and that you enjoy the tasks that they're gonna that they're looking for you to carry out as the owner so and i was part of the mosquito shield team on the sales side with you tj at Fastlane, and it really was a business that was lightning in a bottle you know obviously you and i both sold each other on that business really (laughs) really great salespeople over here a lot of french a lot of people in franchising own that business and i think Mm -hmm. it has a lot to do with exactly the things that you guys are talking about and there are other businesses that fulfill that for people too and that's you know Brittany and i have those conversations every day where we say so you want to own a chick-fil-a but you do know that you can't transfer that you're telling us that you also want to have a legacy business for your kids you can't have both. Mm-hmm. And so really figuring those things out is so vital. And I think, you know, the sales team at Franchise Fastlane does a really good job of complementing what we do on the front side and having the guts to also say, I don't think that this is the right business for you when you've got someone that thinks it might be. I mean, I've had clients that have worked with you guys and that saves a lot of heartache down the road too, having having those conversations and forcing people into really thinking that through. What does it look like on your worst day? Is that where you're going to want to be? So for you guys, we talked a little bit about the downside and, you know, Brittany and I do talk about the downside of business ownership because I think there's a lot of people that act like it's, you know, unicorns that fart rainbows all day long. (laughs) That's not it. But if you guys had to really say the most fulfilling thing 
that you that you've had happen in the last year and a half since you signed that franchise agreement, what would that be? Well, I mean, for me, uh, I will say the most fulfilling thing is watching Julie grow and manage the business. So as a uh, as the partner that doesn't get to be in it every day, I will say for everybody out there listening as a spouse, uh, you are going to have the toughest role. As much as everyone talks about the person that has to be in the business and the challenges they're going to face, it is hard to sit on the sidelines because you're doing it together and it's your dream. And only one of you gets to go out really and carry out the marching orders during the day. So it's tough to sit on the sidelines. But uh, I will tell you, walking out into the garage uh, you know, being like, oh, hey, what are, you know, where's the, you know, jelly to make a sandwich? And you go and open the garage door and Julie's out there with a backpack and all the pieces are on the table and she's watching the video going, oh, I'm just changing out spark plugs. And you're like, man, like I am proud of my spouse. So I will tell you for couples to do it together, it's super fulfilling to have that thing that you're building. I mean, granted, you know, nothing's more fulfilling than having children and, and you know, managing them and, and growing them into little human beings. But a business is really similar in that sense. And so it's really fulfilling to do that with your partner. Uh, as you guys talked about at the beginning, how well spouses can kind of complement each other. I think me and Julie have that uh, complement skill sets. And so it's really fulfilling on that end. And then I will say too the the other thing for us, uh, just everything with our son that's come around it. Um, every time there's a sick day, uh, and Julie doesn't have to have that guilt feeling of like, oh, I got to call my boss and we got to figure this out. And, you know, it just allows us that freedom for her to say, well, the business is just going to take a back seat today and I'll do what I can when I can. But, you know, this is the focus is getting our little guy feeling better. And that's that's just I mean, for anyone that is out there working, both of you are working the sacrifices and the pain of, of having to make choices over your children is so tough. And to not have to do that anymore for us as a couple is by far the best part of having the business. So, And I love how much credit he gives you. I mean, we don't have it on, on camera for our listeners, but you can just tell when he talks about you, how proud he is of you. So I really love to see that as your friend. So let's go to advice. I love hearing people's advice. So whoever wants to start, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? I feel like one of the pieces of advice that TJ actually gave me, and he might elaborate it on it more, is just run your own race. You know, it's really hard to not compare yourself to other uh, franchisees within your own system. You know, because you're part of a franchise system, you're pretty aware of how everyone's doing <clears throat> and everyone else's numbers. So you just have to remember you know, run your own race. Don't worry about what the other franchisees that have a totally different situation than you are doing. Keep your keep your blinders on and just keep moving forward. Um, and did you want to like yeah. elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, more? I guess what I mean by that, because that is the benefit of being a franchise system is all oh, these people are doing well. So, oh, what are they doing and what can we duplicate? And we certainly have that conversation with franchisees. But like what I tell Julie is you can't compare yourself. She was 32 years old, an architect, never managed anybody before. In her first year of business, like she talked about earlier, she had a lot to figure out, just the confidence level of feeling like, man, I know what to do and wake up every morning. You can't compare that to someone who is at the end of their career. They've been a CEO. They've built an enormous wealth, and they're using that money to step away and buy a business and to grow it for their future. They're in a different place. They, they're, they're leaps ahead of you at the start. But that's the benefit of franchise system is you get to watch what that person is doing and going, ooh, I like this thing and I like that and I can take their experience and I can use it in my business, but I get to still figure it out. And so that's, 
you know, the thing that I tell Julie is we just can't compare when you see other people doing really well, be excited about it. Don't beat yourself up and have it be a reflection that you're not doing the things you need to do because you're, you're just not that person. And I think that's one thing I really tell her is just run, Mm -hmm. run your own race in that sense. The business has to follow our plan and be successful for us. And Mm -hmm. ours is overly successful compared to where we thought we were going to be. Mm-hmm. But compared to the system, we, we may not be a top performer, but that that doesn't mean that our business isn't, isn't successful. The other thing that I always just tell everybody is in franchising, failure is just not an option. That's the other advice I would give you. And what I mean by that is you're going to fail every single day, but you can't let the failures beat you up. You have to take them as learning experiences And so as you struggle in a brand, you have to turn around and say, okay, well, that didn't work. So now what are we going to do? And who do we go ask for help? And how do we move forward? The people that I just see struggle in franchising are ones that they hit issues and they go, oh, man, I hired an employee and the guy didn't show up the first day. So now I don't know what to do. And then they just sit there and they just don't become problem solvers and go, okay, well, that didn't work. So I'm going to offer something different. I'm going to try and recruit from a different area. I'm going to try a different job posting. And I think that's just... One thing I think me and Julie do really well is when we hit struggles in the business, we just don't let it paralyze us. We just teach it, teach, take it as, okay, well, now we learn how to do this better. And now that's not a problem in our business next time around. And I think that's what I always mean by like failures, just not an option. Just mm-hmm. keep pushing forward and it's gonna, you're gonna figure it out and it's gonna start to work. So, yeah. And to go back to, to what Brittany said, I mean, to keep a positive attitude, to be optimistic is a massive game game changer. I mean, sometimes <clears throat> I'm having a bad day and then TJ comes up and is able to kind of like get us back into that optimistic <laughs> frame of mind. And it it really is, you have to have that. You you just have to stay positive. Um, I think it's, it's so important as a business owner. And it's not always easy, but if you're the spouse that's on the sidelines, I think that's what you always just have to remember. Some days that person gets beat down and the business is 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 having a bad day, but you have to step back and say, but but yeah, but look at the month as a whole. Like we're here and yeah. look at where we were last month at this time and look at where we're moving. And yeah. we just let just last week this big thing happen. Don't don't like lose sight of that. Yeah. And so it is nice, uh, I think, when you have that husband and wife team to be able to kind of play play off each other uh, yep. a little bit. Yep. So. And the next day is always better. You might have a bad day, but the next day is always better. And that that's what has been proven to be true in the last year for us. So just don't let the bad days get you down too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that advice. I love all of that advice. That was a ton <laughs> of great advice, you guys. And I think it's it's good advice for life too, a positive attitude. Run your own race. I do think it's pertinent. It's what you'll be telling your son Michael shortly as he starts <laughs> to go out into life. I, you know, I've definitely said some of these things to Maxwell already. So for you guys, you've given us so many nuggets today and you've, you've really given us all of the reasons why franchising has worked for you. But if you had to isolate it down to what is your personal compelling reason to be involved in franchising, what would that be? And Julie, let's just start with you. I would just say uh, my son. And I know we've kind of said it a few times, but like the flexibility that I now have with my son is the whole reason that we did this, that we, you know, we bought into a franchise system. So he is my, he is my reason. What about you? Yeah, I would say, I mean, before Michael, I, I had a laundry list of them, but now none of those really matter. I mean, being able to give Julie the freedom and know that we're building towards something that hopefully opens up freedom for me down the road as we continue to grow our family. That's, that's everything. I mean, that's, 
literally all of our motivation right now is this provides a different way of life for us to interact and to grow our family than we would have if we were both in nine to five corporate jobs. And there's nothing cooler than when Michael's old enough to understand how cool it is to have parents that own businesses. I mean, it is, that's another level of fulfillment. I mean, Max thinks it's super awesome. He walks around in Fran Path gear everywhere. <laughs> super excited to have that mosquito shield van in the garage. So <laughs> oh, trust me, we're, we're counting down the days until he's able to go to work as a tech. So yeah. we can't wait. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today and just so much great information and on it. The honesty was awesome. I just love how much you guys shared about the hardships and all of the wins that you've had. So thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. I know we talked about hardships and so we kind of focused on that a little bit, but again, I'll just tell everybody it's if, if you feel like this is a passion, it's, it's totally worth it. The risk, the fear, it's it's worth all the rewards on the back end. And we're only a year into it and we feel that way. So yeah, you guys have shared a lot of great wins today too. And you can just tell that you're excited and you're growing. And so we're so happy for you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you guys. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the Fran Path Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at Fran Path, Facebook and LinkedIn at Fran Path Consulting, or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com to take your free business assessment. Mm-hmm.